0: Hello and welcome back to Worst Church Ever, the world's worst progressive Christian podcast. Not because I think being a progressive Christian is a bad thing, but because, well, we've got no real aspirations and no real expectations for how good we're going to be at this. It's a critique, we suppose, of all those smart, young, entrepreneurial pastors we've either worked for or been told we should work for whose books we've been told to read, whose Twitter feeds we've been told to follow, whose sneakers we've been encouraged to buy. Anyway, this is a bonus episode. I'm reacting to the not-so news that Kevin Max identifies as an ex evangelical And I'm going to be just a tiny bit salty, because that's a term, ex evangelical that has a certain mm, sort of baggage associated with it in my mind anyway, and here's why. Uh, I'm all about identifying as a former evangelical... Well, I should actually take a step back from that. I don't care to identify that way. However, it is worth noting that I grew up evangelical, and I even survived big, scary Yale Divinity School as an evangelical. That's a story for another time. However, the term ex-evangelical gets under my skin because it's thrown around on Twitter uh, as if it's a new phenomenon, as if leaving evangelical Christianity is a new thing, and that somehow we've discovered this novel new ability to leave all that baggage and all that bad theology behind. And often, unfortunately, when people leave evangelicalism, they leave... uh, Christianity. And I don't care if you're a Christian or not, but the Jesus I follow um, is not an evangelical and is far bigger than that. And I suppose my problem is that having grown up in evangelical circles, I got very used to the practice, the evangelical and the fundamentalist practice, of using the adjective Christian to mean the same thing as the adjective evangelical or fundamentalist. And I see many so-called ex-evangelicals on Twitter and elsewhere still following that practice. And so when you leave evangelicalism or fundamentalism, and then you still cast everything that's quote-unquote Christian as something that you're reacting to, even though you're really reacting to a specific way of being Christian, a specific way of being Christian, by the way, That's uniquely and explicitly uh, something that's created in the American context of the past 150 years. But when you equate those things, when you conflate those things, you are uh, doing the exact same thing that the people you are fleeing have always done. They've done it to the mainline. They've done it to uh, whatever brand of Christianity, including Catholicism, by the way, that they think is going to hell because oh, I don't know, our epistemology is broken, in inextricably tied to the fall, and we make up words like no noetic structure, and we say quippy, clever, smug things like we were not dead in sin before Christ. Oh, rather, let's rewind. We were not nearly, this is my favorite, we, we were dead in sin. We were not nearly asleep in sin. Worst church ever. We were dead in sin. And somehow it's only evangelicalism that can deliver our souls onto the other side of the banks of Jordan. And so when we hear uh, people talking about being ex-evangelical, so often they're so new in the flight from that Egypt that they still make the same mistake and, and still commit, in my mind, the same uh, the same sort of slur or or the same sort of Rhetoric that the people they're fleeing practice. If you believe that in order to be a Christian you must be an evangelical and because you can no longer abide by untenable Evangelicalism you therefore are no longer a Christian. Well, you're still playing their game, aren't you? And I guess the other thing that bothers me about the term is that the person who thinks he invented it Loves to say so on Twitter. So there's that. Now, on to the story with Kevin Max. Today he tweeted, or maybe it was yesterday, he tweeted that he considers himself an ex-evangelical. And that's great, good for him. Kevin Max is the kind of guy on Twitter, and I assume in life, that is totally chill and couldn't care less about what we make of these terms. And in fact, he said as much. And I think in a way that is healthy and good, and really in keeping with what his journey seems to have been for the last 20 plus years. I met Kevin Max when I was a teenager, uh, not in a way that I'm sure he would remember, of course. I was at the Creation Festival because, like I said, I was an evangelical, and I met Toby, Mike, and Kevin. And it's really interesting to look at where each of those gentlemen is now. And Michael Tate is fully, fully immersed in the far-right-wing of Evangelical and Fundamentalist Christianity. Uh, Toby McKeon, Toby Mack, I'm not really sure where he is theologically, and that's fine. Um, And then Kevin has been on a very public journey that I, for one, have found very refreshing and I've really appreciated. And, by the way, the music that he is making and has been making for the past two decades is phenomenal. No matter where he's at spiritually or what he's talking about, the music is exquisite. He's so talented. Um, so I got the article sent to me today about him coming out and saying that he identifies as evangelical, and he was not doing it to, uh, be, uh, provocative. Um, he was just doing it to be honest, which is what I find that he often does on Twitter. Um, but anyway, yeah, I did meet him in the nineties, just a quick handshake with Toby, Mike and Kevin, and they were very, very nice to all the fans, all 20,000 of us that came through that line and got their autographs, um, I think for free. I I don't think there was a charge. I mean, obviously, we paid to go to creation. Speaking of creation, now here's a weird story. You guys remember Harry Thomas. If you're an evangelical or an ex-evangelical, as it were, you know that name. He was the founder of the Creation Festival, and Harry Thomas, I believe, came out of the Jesus People Movement. I think creation, I want to say it was founded in 1979, if, if I'm remembering correctly. If you don't know what creation festival is, you can quickly Google it. No, it's not about creationism. It's an evangelical uh, music festival that's held every summer in Pennsylvania and I think was also held for a very long time uh, on the, in the Pacific Northwest, I want to say in Washington State. Anyway, uh, this was founded in the late 70s, and it was, I think back then, a sort of Jesus, peopley Larry Norman acoustic situation, and it grew over the years, as these things do, and it became the highlight in many ways of the Christian music industry. And it was really the big marquee outdoor Christian music festival. And there were speakers and the whole nine yards. And uh, I almost got into a fistfight one year at Creation because some angry fundamentalist was upset about the fact that I asked him why he had moved my tarp. To make room for his when the kids in our youth group got up super early to grab the best spot, but then I was reminded that the first shall be last, and it did not come to blows. I was happy being the last. Anyway, it's not news that Kevin Max is evangelical, and at the end of the day I'm not really salty about the term, but I do want to read some of what he said after He tweeted this tweet about being evangelical, and I just need a second to pull that up. This is um, a bonus episode. It's not a script that I've written, and it's not about uh, the scriptures. It's not about Abraham and Sarah, which is where we are right now in the linear episodes or the chronological episodes of the podcast. This is a bonus episode. Yesterday, I did a bonus episode about Carl Sandburg. I read his poem to a contemporary bunk shooter. And I encourage you to go back and listen to that because it actually has a lot to do with this very issue of ex-evangelicalism or of, I suppose, seeking the real Christ even though sham Christianity is so often the loudest. So... Here is what Kevin Max said yesterday. Hello, my name is Kevin Max, and I'm an evangelical. And that was the statement, that was the tweet, that was it in its entirety. And then somebody said, oh, I guess you no longer believe in Jesus. And Kevin said, nope, didn't say that. Read the text carefully. And then he posted again saying that he follows the universal Christ. And then he said, I have no idea how many people's blogs or podcasts are using that announcement for further division, but I'm here for the grace, he assured. Uh, this is from the Christian Post, which I don't usually read. Um, I'm not here for division. I am talking about it on my podcast. And I know, I know, I know, I'm hard on evangelicals because that's sort of the point of this podcast, isn't it? That's why we're the worst church ever. So, with apologies to Kevin, who's only ever been kind in my interactions with him on Twitter. Um, Again, he doesn't know me, but we have had a couple interactions on Twitter that have always been positive. And I've always uh, really been interested in his poetic vision and in his theological vision, his understanding uh, of what this journey is all about. So he is here for the grace, which I think is really important. But he then shared the following, and he said, for all those people using my post as plug-and-play for your own hot take or personal discourse, now I'm going to stop the quote there, because I fully admit I'm doing that. Uh, And then he says, I offer the lyrics to an upcoming song off my new band, Sad Astronauts' album, Adult Fears, and it's called It's Okay. And he said, I'm sorry for being obtuse or difficult, but it's a process, love. And these are the lyrics, and this is really what I wanted to share today. The lyrics go like this. It's okay to be estranged from everything that you were taught, and it's okay to unpack all the hopeless baggage that you bought. I know the sun, it never shines, in the same place twice, and I know that life is better with a trusted vice, but you will change when you cave to the universal Christ. And it's okay for you to lose the shame from all the church's abuse, and it's okay for them to see... You don't believe in man's inerrancy. I know the sun, it never shines in the place you hide. I know you think it's better, shrouded in secrets and lies, but you'll change when you embrace the glowing universal Christ. This gives me goosebumps, and it reminds me very much of the poem from yesterday. Carl Sandburg talked about the ways in which um, sensationalist or prosperity preachers in his day, in the 19-teens, you know, talked about how much the gospel costs. And they (laughs) would live off the donations of people living in poverty and pat them on the head and say, it's okay, because by donating to my ministry, you will have riches in heaven. And one of the things that Sandberg says is, you know, Jesus intended for his gospel to be as free as air and sunlight. As free as air and sunlight. I love that. I love that. It reminds me of the song by the singer-songwriter, I believe his name was Tim Tim, Coombs, Tim Tim Coons, who talked about how in the kingdom of God, everything is free. The song is called Not Scared Here. It's a beautiful one that you should check out. So Kevin, uh, Max, identifies as ex-evangelical. It's not news if you've been following his work and his poetry and the things that he shares. It's pretty obvious, uh, pretty obvious. But I appreciate him sharing it. And it seems like these lyrics are moving further in uh, in that discourse. And I'm appreciative of that. I don't know what else I wanted to say about all of that other than I appreciate Kevin's artistry. I appreciate the artistry that he brings to the way he thinks theologically. Or maybe that's too div school and too jargony. I just, I guess, appreciate the way he approaches this journey, this process of discovery, this... What should we call it? I don't know. I don't know what we call it, but I like that he's talking about grace. So, prayer request time. You can pray for me, that I will be a gracious and graceful person in those moments that I'm tempted to be angry. And the funny thing is, I'm just as angry as all the new ex-evangelicals as I am and all the people who haven't left particularly fundamentalist ways of being evangelical. There are many healthy ways, I think, of being evangelical. There's the Sojourners and Jim Wallace and Ron Sider way. Maybe I think that because I grew up in an American Baptist church, even though I was heavily influenced by evangelicalism and was an evangelical. But anyway, all love and all grace to K-Max and to the people who think that he is now going to hell. I suppose the other thing I was going to say is that the term universal Christ, uh, obviously reminds me of Richard Rohr, uh, who is a, is a guy who I find often very helpful. Um, not always, but very often. The same is true for Brennan Manning. Brennan Manning, man, he did some amazing things and he did some things that I wasn't as down with, but Anyway, those are certainly influences on me. In fact, DC Talk, back in the 90s, on the album Jesus Freak, sampled Brennan Manning saying uh, that the biggest cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who... uh, What's the precise wording he used? Christians who... I forget. Walk out... who praise Jesus with their lips, but then walk out the door, and they don't... they don't show grace, they don't show love, they don't live Christian lives. And he didn't mean... he didn't mean pietistic, purity-ring-wearing, puritanical perfectionists. He meant people who don't give a shit about injustice. Which leads me back to my... I was gonna say my friend, I don't actually know him, but another person who is popular in American Baptist circles, uh, Tony Campolo, who used to go to churches and say things like, Yesterday, in the world, thousands and thousands of children died of starvation and you don't give a shit. And in fact, you're more upset that I just said shit than you are that thousands and thousands of children died of starvation, which is entirely preventable. So, that's a little insight as to where I am. Only love for Kevin. And you can pray that I'll have more love for the people that still make me salty. I want to be salt, not salty. I want to be the kind of light that illuminates but doesn't burn. Oh man, this extemporaneous situation could go on and on forever because now I'm thinking about Pete Rollins, who I do know a little bit, and his quoting of, and I'm blanking on the writer now, but how he said, the only church that gives light is a The only church that gives light is a church that's on fire. And now I'm thinking of the poet and the writer Bloy who talked about being like a a brigand or a a bandit at at the front of the church, setting it on fire, but at the same time demanding alms. A lot to think about. A lot to think about. And I'm grateful that uh, the world, the universe, the universal Christ, is bigger and deeper and more profound than I can really ever possibly understand. So, add to the prayer requests humil- humility for me, for you, and for all of us. May you cave to the universal Christ. And may I. Amen. And as we used to say, amen. Tune in next time where we hopefully will pick back up with Abraham. I did take... Two podcast sidetracks this week, but it's uh it's our worst church, so I guess we can be as bad as we want. Amen and amen and amen. Until next time. Be blessed, be well. Have peace.